Hey, it's Christy. Welcome to Do The Work. Today and every day, we'll talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences. We'll discuss what emotional work looks, sounds, and feels like in our day-to-day lives. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with your God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Do the Work with Christy. This is our second week, and I have to admit, I am on a high from launching our my podcast last week, and just the kind responses, your encouragement, your questions, your feedback. I felt overwhelmed, actually, at how generous and kind you were as you listened. Thank you for listening. I got an email alert today that said that we're over 200 listeners for that first podcast, which, you know, in a big pond isn't that many listens, <laughs> but in a small pond, it felt actually really sweet to me that you would listen and share with people that you care about. So thank you for doing that. I'm here with Abby, and Abby and I, um, well, I'm going to sh- I'm going to share a little bit about Abby, but we are recording this um just before our Wednesday do the work Wednesday again. Abby, <laughs> Abby, what number of recording do you think I've lost count. <laughs> we were very prepared with one like a month or two ago. Yeah. We <laughs> and here we are again. Well, it's fun. Here's the truth. This podcast has morphed and changed a lot since we started talking about it several months ago. So I'm I'm really happy actually to be re-recording. I feel much more grounded in the podcast and I've learned a lot. You've learned a lot yes, as we've done I it. Have. So here's so Abby this is, Abby Christensen is here with me and she we were talking several months ago. Abby, remind me, how did you become, like, why did we decide, how did you agree to be, to help me launch this podcast? Um, oh, let me remember. Really, (laughs) It's been such a process. We've done a lot. I think you had reached out to me and you said that you were hoping to, um, start a podcast, have people on, which I think it would be valuable for you to share with people the why behind it for you as well. Um, because that is people, a question that some people have had, but I, I think I just called you and I said, Hey, like I'm hoping to start a podcast of my own eventually down the line. And I would really appreciate it if I could tag along and learning some of the logistics of things. And I think it just went from there. I ended up allowing it like, it's an internship for one of my classes and you've been very kind in letting me learn with you and all of the logistics of things. So it's been really good. This podcast would not be without Abby and late night texts. And can you send that again? And Christy here, click here and click here. (laughs) Helping me. It's been really, it's been really fun. You've just been such an angel to me and I'm really grateful for your help. Uh, You, you said, you, mentioned that people have asked me since this podcast launched, a, a common question that I've had is, why? Why are you doing a podcast? And my immediate answer is 
really because I want to. <laughs> I can. Yeah, there you go. That's I great. Can. <laughs> and it's a challenge for me. I I am not afraid of public speaking or of being in front of people, but for some reason this has been a big stretch for me. And so that's one of the reasons I'm doing it. Secondly, I work with clients weekly and I often want to give them more than I can give them in one 50 minute session. And so to be able to have um, many podcasts that I could say, go listen to episode four, seven and 32 or whatever. So to help them understand the principles or, you know, the tools that we talked about that day in their session, I wanted to have a library. And then if I'm going to be really vulnerable, I'd love to create something that lasts forever and that can help a lot of people. And whether I do that or not, I'll never know unless I try it. And like I mentioned on my first podcast, I am constantly encouraging people to walk towards their fears, to be vulnerable, to ask the second and the third and the fourth question, do the things that are not comfortable. And this podcast is that for me. And so that's why that's the answer to that question. I think that's very valuable, um, not only to share, but also to recognize within yourself, because I think it shows that the things that you're sharing are things that you try to practice and that you've implemented in your life and you've benefited from, but also it shows that it's a continual thing. So it doesn't matter like how much work that you've done or how old you are or where you are in life. Like there's always ways that you can push yourself and, and can apply those things. And I think in the process of showing other people how to do that, you're doing that yourself. And I think that's just incredible. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Abby. It, I, you, you nailed it. It's not a one-time experience. Not like, oh yeah, I did that hard thing. It's as soon as you get a little bit of comfort under your feet, there's a next step. And then there's a next step. And I believe that will be into eternity. We're here to learn, grow and progress. And that doesn't happen in a comfy couch just does not happen. So anyway, that's, that's why I'm doing this podcast and why your help to me has been so beneficial. I posted on my Instagram um, the other day, I have an assistant named Annika and we did a little post to just introduce Annika and she's helped me so much with so many things. And you have been the sole, not the sole, she, Annika's helped a, a little with the podcast as I was preparing, but You've done this, Abby, and I'm really grateful for you. So thank you. I'm grateful for you. So me to be why would you care about an emotional mental health podcast? Why Why would you even have interest in this? Um, I am a student at University of Utah, and I am in the psychology program. That's one of my majors. And I'm also studying peace and conflict studies. And a big, like a common thing theme that I've seen in my studies is the need for accessibility. And I kind I sit in class sometimes or I'll go through the literature on cer- certain topics. I'm like, I just wish that this could be accessible to people. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of things that come with accessibility. And I think that a lot of it's education, like 
sure. explaining things in a way that people can understand. I think mm-hmm. that's one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then also a free resource. And I mm-hmm. think that a podcast when done correctly um, can hit both of those things. Yeah. And so not only are the topics something that I'm interested in, but also the means of making those topics available as well. It's so good. It's so true. We did not grow up in a world where emotional help was taught. We go to school. We learn about science. We learn about math. We, I had home ec. I learned how to sew. And how <laughs> I learned how to sew too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many different options for classes to learn. And emotional health is not one of them that are available. And so we grow up sometimes in really wonderful families, in a safe environment even. But emotional health is not the priority. It's don't make me mad. Don't offend me. Don't look bad. And, you know, get in line instead of learning how to be honest, humble, responsible, vulnerable, charitable. We use those words, but sometimes they're taught in a way that actually aren't congruent with what the word actually is. So yeah, podcasts have been a huge source of my learning as well. I'm a big bibliotherapy gal. I believe in reading books and you can learn. And one of those, um, I don't believe I have to love the whole book to love the book. I can not appreciate some parts of a book and really gain from other parts. And my job as a human is to pull out the parts that are helpful. So there's lots of ways to learn and to get that information out. But I appreciate you um, even just acknowledging that and, and being willing to step into the space where maybe you can help others learn what you're learning from your education and degree up at the U of U. Yeah, that's, that's the whole long-term. Good sure. job, Abby. Okay. So here's my question then. You're in college. You have a whole social life. I know you. I've actually known Abby. Abby's always had a social life. <laughs> She's always had a lot of people around her. Um, tell me how that how people respond to you. Tell us a little bit about you and why you wanted to go into psychology, why that's important to you. Maybe you can start there. And then how do people respond to that? What are other people's thoughts? Yeah. Um, so I, like I said, I'm studying psychology. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's always interested me. But I think um, in relation to my own emotional and mental health, mm-hmm. it's definitely been something I've focused on the last year and a half to two years, mm-hmm. whether that is um, with therapists, with life coaches, books, podcasts, the things that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely been something that's been very, very important to me mm-hmm. to focus on and to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was blessed to have classmates and peers doing similar things. Mm-hmm. And so it, that transition wasn't as difficult for me um, in those settings. Mm-hmm. But I think when talking with people outside of that, even just my close friends, my roommates, my parents, it felt scary at first. Yeah. Like I felt kind of like I needed to have a reason to go to therapy and I needed to explain like why I was going and and what I learned and and what I talked about. And I think that space of navigating, starting that can definitely feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think 
that a main reason for that is stigma. Yeah. So hold on. I want to talk about stigma, but I want like how, what made you think I want to go to therapy or I want to get a coach or I want to start being more mindful emotionally. I, I need to remember because <laughs> I think that the therapy has taken me to so many different routes, whether yeah. it is looking at specific relationships and um, maybe they're like, not the best thinking that I have surrounding them or um, looking at like relationships I have with my parents. It's gone many different so it's places. So it's discomfort in relationships, maybe like trying to figure out you inside of a relationship. Is that where it started? I think that um, that is definitely where it was taken on my mission. I served a mission um, for the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. And I was in England during COVID and England talking in English accent for the rest of the time. <laughs> I can. And, um, I know about three okay. people that will love it. And okay, the okay. other people will hate it. Okay, ignore that. But they locked us in our rooms, basically the government mm. did. Wow. And we could go outside once a day. And I think in that time, all your coping mechanisms are stripped from you. Mm. And there were certain things where I was like, I can handle this. And there were certain things that, that I could not handle at yeah. all. Okay. And, um, when I came home from my mission and was able to bring some of those coping mechanisms back. I was able to kind of navigate to some extent on my own. And then I just kind of thought to myself, why would I not get help from someone who spent their life working on this and have them come in and and help me to become the better version of me or, or more intentional. Like I knew if I wanted to act in this way in certain situations or uncomfortable, kind of what you're saying yeah. in different situations and circumstances. And I was like, I want to be able to have more control over that. And I know that it's possible, yeah. but reaching that is hard. Like I didn't have all of the tools and I didn't have there. I could tell that there was a gap there. Yeah. And that's where, um, accessing some of those resources was very helpful for me. Yeah. So good. So you start going to therapy or you start going to coaching and you're, you're, you told your friend, you're just like, Hey, sorry, I got ahead. I'm headed to therapy or I'm going to coaching or were you a little afraid at the beginning? And I do want to say, Abby, before you answer that, this podcast was originally going to be aimed at young adults, people your age. Um, we've expanded it now in lots of different ways, but, um, I am so curious, like, what is their response when they find out you're going to therapy or that you, you know, have had coaches? What, what's their response? I think, so when I initially started therapy, I was going through, um, like a specific time in my life that my friends were very aware of. Okay. And so I think it's kind of started, I I think it's like to be very vulnerable. Yeah. I think I use that as an excuse. It was very much like this. My therapist is helping me through this situation to like understand this. And so I would share with my friends that I was experiencing those things. But it was very much, I'm in therapy because of this situation and this circumstance. And then I think as I became more comfortable in it and comfortable in their response to it, it is now, you can ask my roommates and my friends, it is a common thing. Yeah. Like they know my therapist's names. <laughs> they like, I've had three friends in the last two weeks send me 
something on Instagram that's like, I don't need therapy. <laughs> my my best friend goes to therapy for me and I learned from her therapist. And But it has definitely evolved into that sphere. And I think yeah. because my close friends and my family are now aware of yeah. that space that I hold, yeah. um, I feel more confident sharing that with random people, yeah. even if it's even yeah. if it's to my coworkers. Yeah. How's your day? Oh, good. Just coming from therapy. Yeah. And some will jump in and say, oh, I love therapy. I love yeah. my therapist. <laughs> and then it can create that space for it. And some are like, oh, why are you going to therapy? What are you yeah. going to therapy for? And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, like, and so I think there's mixed responses. I don't, did that answer your question? It absolutely. I felt did. rambling. No, you didn't. That, that absolutely did. I, there's a stigma. There's a stigma to emotional and mental health. You know, if someone broke their leg and they had to go get it, like, you know, what do they do? Like, I was going to say relocate it. <laughs> like, I hope they like, don't re- put it relocate their leg. <laughs> <laughs> they put it back in a, you know, they fix it. They might put a rod in it or pins in it or whatever. And then they have like a, a boot or a cast on their leg and they have, crutches and they're you know people are like doing things for them and opening doors and they get to sit in special places and there's a lot of um attention when someone's hurt themselves physically or when they something isn't working right um physically emotionally it would it like if emotional wounds or pain were the same as a physical would be like anybody <laughs> don't tell anybody I broke my leg you know or don't tell them how I broke my, leg. How I broke my leg that's exactly right yeah we, we have all this space for physical growth pain you know someone's like I don't know I was just born with something wrong with my hip so I'm going to get it fixed or you know there's just so many so many things we have so much space and tolerance for but for emotional health there is so often this well, I mean, I just learned it, you know, that we don't, we don't want to say, oh, I need help. Like, I, I don't know how to respond to that. I have the dearest friend who will sometimes send me a text that she gets from certain family members. she say, I'd just love to know how you'd respond to this. And because she hasn't, she's not practiced at speaking honestly to the people in her life. And so when I give her an example of what honesty might look like, and again, always with charity, humility, responsibility, you know, it's not just, here's honesty, you're an idiot. It's not that kind of honesty. It's just an honest response. She kind of looks at me like, wow, can I say that? Yes, yes, you can be honest. Yes, you can be loving and responsible. Anyway, so Broken legs were all over. Broken hearts, broken experiences, even just a lack of, you know, I wasn't born with that part, that piece, so they're going to um, fix it and make it better. Emotionally, that's one of the things I'm really hoping this podcast can help with is just to say, you bet, you bet I need a cast. Or, yeah. You bet I'm going in for a checkup. <laughs> going in for a relocation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Abby. <laughs> Cut this short. You make fun of me anymore. <laughs> no, invite me back. Invite me back. Anyway. I, I think with that, I think 
for sure on the side of how do I respond to these people, these, yeah. these people yeah. in quotes. Yeah. But I think yeah. also what you're saying is asking for help. Yeah. And I would say that I'm to a point where I, and I'm, I would never say that I've had enough therapy, but yeah. I have for sure put in a significant amount of time and work yeah. in being able to be intentional. And yeah. I think that I've had to learn that it's okay. Like, for example, I had planned a trip with my friends that ski to yeah. all come up to my grandparents' cabin yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I was going to have all of them come up. And they're great friends. They're like show up in a great attitude, very helpful, very willing to be there. But I found myself not in a great, like disconnected, not in a great headspace. Like I, this is before the experience even happened. Like I was like, I am having a hard week. I'm having a hard month. Like I can't, I don't have the emotional energy to have them come. Yeah. And I think Abby two years ago would have said, well, that's too bad because guess who planned a cabin trip, you know, and you're going to show up and you're going to be there. And I, I think I would have been fine. Yeah. But I was to a point where I just texted my friends and I said, I am not in a place where I'm able to have all of you come up and sleep over, but I would love for you to come ski on Saturday. And guess what my friends did? They rallied. Like I had people checking in in a very normal and natural way. And it was a great experience. And it was like, this is not something that I'm able to provide right now. I'm not in a great headspace. However, I'd still love to connect with you. And this is how. And I think that mm, when you can take away that. the like the stigma, quote mm-hmm. unquote, mm-hmm. from not being okay, mm. it allows you to live your life more intentionally, but also like in a safer space. For more you. authentically. Authentically. That's a great word. Yes. So on the first podcast, we talked about those first two critical truths that we have to understand. One is that our worth is fixed. It's not changeable. And two is that we're going to make mistakes or, or mainly what that really means is I'm human. Yeah. Like I'm going to have days where I don't feel emotionally available to be having a sleepover. Right. Yeah. And the, the skill or the ability to communicate that and to not beat yourself up over it or to just act like, like, you know, just neglect yourself at the expense of everyone else's experience. This is where so much emotional pain comes from. It's where resentments come from. It's where, that's where people kind of stop answering people. They're ghosting people, right? Because I don't know how to say, I'm not in a place to do this. So I just won't respond to you, which is not anyone who's running for friend of the year, right? Or (laughs) who wants deep relationships. Yes. So I really appreciate that, Abby. That is a great example of the tools that you've learned. And for healing, for um, growth, sometimes we need time alone. Sometimes we need to say, I need a minute. And that is perfectly normal. To me, that's what coaching or therapy is. It's saying, I need a minute. I need to go learn some new tools. I have two little granddaughters and it is, I, I pulled out my apple peeler that I used to use when my (laughs) kids were at home. Um, Oh, when they were little and you know how it peels the apple and cores it at Mm -hmm. the same time. And I put it on the counter and my granddaughter, it was like, are we at Disneyland or are we peeling an (laughs) apple? (laughs) Just the amazement as it peeled, you know, 
we have, we give again, all this space to little children to learn and grow and make mistakes, but we have a really hard time as adults allowing that um, in ourselves. So thanks for that example. That's a really good example of how you've benefited from learning these tools. Yeah, I think it's definitely, I think at some times, like, I feel like the little kid at Disneyland or with the apple peeler, like, it's so exciting learning new things. And other times, I just want to be alone <laughs> and like, um, allow that space to like learn and grow. And I think allowing space um, for both of those things is important. Yeah. But in relation to what you were talking about last time and stigma, if I had to explain stigma to my little sister, cause she doesn't know big words. Yeah. Um, it would probably be, I don't know. How would you define stigma? Like false beliefs, false yeah. negative beliefs about something. Yeah. That, that maybe something has, something's wrong with you. There's a stigma that if you go to coaching or if you have someone coach you or you go to therapy, then something must be wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that, is a great definition. And it's an experience I've had. Like yeah. I had one of, one of my friends, she, we were talking again in my talks about therapy and therapists yeah. and was like, I'd love to go to therapy. She said, I'd love to go to therapy, Abby, but there's just nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, I think you're right. Like we're human mm-hmm. and there are human things going on in our lives, but that doesn't mean that there's something inherently wrong with us and who we are. And I think that goes great to the point that you shared last week, one of your points in that like those experiences are there and they're present and avoiding them or pretending like they're not there. It will not serve us at all. Not at all. So maybe something that would be helpful to touch on today is how would someone know that coaching or therapy would be helpful for them? Like what are different ways that people, different experiences that people have where therapy or coaching could be helpful for them. And and if they're willing to get over the stigma and ask it so often, well, I'll tell you this, I have not advertised a day in my life for my coaching business. Well, that's not true. (laughs) That's not true. I think I bought an ad in the Lone Peak basketball. um, As you should. And in the Orem basketball because my nephew and my son played basketball and they had to sell ads in their thing. I didn't get one client from either of those things. (laughs) Every client that I have had, I don't want to say every, that seems extreme, but almost every client that I have had has come from someone talking to a friend or a neighbor or a sibling about something that they're experiencing in their life. And the person they're talking to happened to have come to me or knows about me. And they just said, Hey, I don't know if you'll find this helpful, but I know this person and she could help you. And really, I mean, 99.9% of my clients have come through that means of someone saying, Hey, someone sharing an experience they're having in their life and someone that cares about them saying, Hey, this would be helpful for you. Nothing's wrong with you. You just don't have the tools to know how to work through that experience. So what are, what is that experience? How would someone know like, Oh yeah, that might be, that might, that could be helpful to me. Can you think of any from your age? Um, I can think of a lot. Oh, good. I think overall, yeah. I think anything 
that you feel is um, coming up consistently, mm-hmm. whether like any patterns you can find in your life mm-hmm. that are coming up, I think okay. is something to take note of. And like I said, on my mission trapped in a room, you can mm-hmm. think a lot. And uh-huh. that's where I was able to notice those are, Oh, in certain situations when people react like this, this is how it makes me feel. And I don't yes. know why I don't, know how yes. to, I don't know what to do with that. And so I think that in general, and I think also um, coping mechanisms, I find that a lot of um, important people in my life are like, I'm just not going to feel it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. And I think um, addictions, Mm-hmm. as I well I think several people yeah even if it's to your cell phone or mm-hmm. anything that is like holding you hostage to excitement yes. to approval to vacations yeah. that, <laughs> like and, and leaving and escapism yeah. and mm-hmm. and all those things and I I think just depression anxiety um having conversations having difficult conversations and um, how to navigate being respectful and also sharing what you believe. I think there's, there's so, so many more things. What are things that you would say or add? Yeah. Everything that you said, avoiding conflict mm-hmm. is a huge reason why, you know, in, in truth, when we avoid conflict, we avoid deep connecting, deep connections with other people. So if, if someone doesn't know how to, I, I'm not saying like, run towards conflict, but knows how to engage in conflict to get to the other side of the conflict, then absolutely would be helpful there. Um, yeah. Avoidance. Or if you often say you will do something and then you don't, and your relationships are affected by that. Um, so often, so often clients come in because they have people they love in their life and yet they're they're they recognize they're trying to kind of shut them out. They don't know how to communicate or they've been hurt and they don't know how to say, ouch, that hurt. I was talking with a woman that I love a lot. Um, she's older than I am. And she was sharing some of her life experiences. And I said, when's the last time you ever said to anybody, ouch, that hurts? She said, never. I have never said, ouch, that hurts. And you know what? Humans don't get through life without having, ouch, that hurts moments. And this wonderful woman didn't know that she could say it. Didn't know. I mean, it felt weak to her to say, ouch, this hurts. So there's just a lot of reasons and lots of um spaces in our life if if we want to do something but we're afraid a, a really sweet i've had several people comment to me just since in this last week since i uh, launched the podcast who said oh i wanted to do something like that or i've got this idea or i want to do this with my business or i've wanted to do this with some friends or but i just don't i'm just afraid to do it i mean all of those things are coming because of our emotional and mental blocks and the beliefs that we've grown up with. So I think to maybe put those examples out there might help people get over that stigma of like, Oh, this doesn't mean something's wrong with me. It means like, if I want to be a chef or if no, let's back it up. If I want to have dinner, (laughs) I want to be a chef. (laughs) No, if I want to have dinner and I want to stop just having quesadillas and canned soup, I need to learn a recipe, right? I need to use what it means when it says zest, zest a lemon. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not stupid because I don't know how to zest a lemon. I've never learned how to zest a lemon. Yeah. So 
that's what coaching is or therapy. I'm, I'm a believer in both of those things. Yeah. So I am as well. And I think like, like we said at the beginning, this is something that we've talked about multiple times that we've recorded multiple times. And I think while it may seem broad, um, while it may seem like, okay, well now what? I think a lot of it is, is setting the scene for what do the work is about. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of stigma too is not being able to talk about those things. And so I think a lot of agree, like feel free to disagree, but I think a lot of what we're, our goal is today is to hopefully normalize these conversations and to just, just set it out there and, and acknowledge that there are lots of different things that are going on. And even if you don't really know how to address those things, addressing that they're there is a very important step and do the work, your podcast and the work that you've done here is set up to talk about those things and get real life experiences and also talk about potential ways to work through that. And so I think moving forward, you're hoping to come out of these podcasts and episodes with more like tangible things to do, right? Absolutely. I, yeah. So I want when when you've listened to a podcast, I want you to have something to work on that week. So this week, if we were to wrap up this podcast right now, we might say, okay, what could you work on this week? What tools did you gain from this podcast? Abby, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, what tools have has someone gained from listening to this podcast today? I think being aware of both like their emotional needs as well as potentially the emotional needs of the people around them. Mm. And I think I would encourage someone this week to have a conversation with someone either about something that they feel like they're struggling with or just create a space for someone to be able to share that with them. So like begin conversations. I think that's where a lot of work starts. That's, that's maybe what I would say. What would you say? I, that's exactly just to be willing to say, Hey, to someone that you trust or care about, what do you think about emotional health or what do you do to work on your emotional health just to get curious with other people? And then if it were me and I'd ask someone, what do you do? I'd say, you can ask me. <laughs> <laughs> ask me back. Ask me back. I turn my turn. <laughs> yeah. And, and just that willingness to be vulnerable. Abby, yeah. to have deep connected relationships. Both people have to be honest, humble, responsible, vulnerable charitable. You cannot have a deep connection with anyone if both individuals do not show up with those, those qualities and those, you know, attributes. So if someone's going to do the work, meaning I'm going to have a a vulnerable conversation, or honestly, I would say, what if you sat down and wrote different Maybe one of the tools that you took out from this podcast today is you sat down and you wrote things. You, you, when we write things down, it slows our brain down. So you got a pen and a paper out and you, or you can use your iPad if you want, but to, you just made a, a list of what are some of the things that maybe keep me up at night? Um, maybe what are some of the things I'm avoiding? What conversations am I avoiding? What people? Do I, when I see their phone, their name come up on my phone, I think, oh, dang it. 
Yeah. Right. So to make a list of those things that that would be doing the work just to even become aware of where some of our emotional discomfort is inside of us. And I think a great resource that you have is on your website. People can go in and say, Hey, 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 Hey. Um, I listened to your episode and I've been thinking a lot about this and I would love some guidance moving forward in this direction. I always shut out the people important to me when it matters most. And I have no idea what to do about it. So I don't know why I do it. I don't it, know why I do it. I don't it, know what to do about it. But so I do know that it exists and I don't feel comfortable with it and put that out there. And I know that you have all of the skills and the ability to help people with that and help people to work through that. So yeah. definitely don't forget that Christy's here and is the resource and um, that this is the platform. And by doing that work, um, it may feel uncomfortable, Yeah, but that when you move through that discomfort and when you do the work um, that there's nothing but greater joy and ability to connect with people on the other end and with yourself, a deeper connection with yourself and with others. Yes. Abby, thanks for bringing that up. So on the pod on, on my website, coachchristy.life, there is a space where I would love it. If you wanted to come on the podcast and say, Hey, I shut people (laughs) out. I shut people out. Can we have a conversation about it on your podcast? And if you don't want to come on the podcast, just submit the question. And it can be anonymous. You don't have to leave your name, any of it. That's, thank you for bringing that up. Abby, sadly, we have to end this conversation. Thank you from the very bottom of my soul for every piece of work that you've done to make this podcast happen. I wish you all could see Abby and love her like I love her. She is going to be a force for good in whatever you choose to do. I promise I'll listen to every episode (laughs) of your own podcast when it comes out, Abby. Any last words you want to say before we close tonight? Um, I think just thank you to you for um, being such a great example and role model to me. And I think to those listening, um, I would just say you can trust Christy. You can trust what she says. And you can also trust that if there's a certain part of it that you don't understand that she'll re-explain. I think I would encourage you to really use this platform and like this podcast as a tool to help you work through things and that you can trust Christy to help you do that. So I take it seriously if I were you. Thank you, Abby. (laughs) I, I, I'm glad I asked the question. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. You will have many choices in your life. I hope you'll choose to do the work. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience or ask me a question, go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.